This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Calling all adventure fans, calling all Dick Tracy fans, stand by. Here comes Dick Tracy now. Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice, those specially tasty nourishing cereals that are shot from guns to give you lots of trigger fast food energy, now bring you another episode of this electrically transcribed series of thrilling Dick Tracy adventures. You know, mother and dad enjoy Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice just as much as you do. They're different from ordinary cereals. The plump, crisp, nut-like grains of goodness fairly melt in your mouth. And they give you trigger-fast food energy because they're shot from guns. Every time the sound of those special guns is heard at the Quaker plants, nourishing, sun-ripened kernels of wheat and rice are being exploded into plump, delicious grains of puffed wheat and puffed rice. Eight times their original size. That makes them easy to digest. Because all the tiny, hard-to-digest food cells are shattered and locked and you get the quick energy and goodness of the wheat and rice more quickly and easily. So join the thousands of happy, healthy families who are puffed wheat and puffed rice fans. Look in the pantry now to make sure there are some of those famous red and blue packages there. And if there aren't, ask Mother to get one of each from the grocery displaying the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol headquarters sign. Then invite Mother and Dad to enjoy these two swell breakfasts with you. Have puffed wheat one day, and then puffed rice the next for a delightful change. And listen... Be sure to have your pencil and paper ready for a secret code message. Get them now. In our last episode, we heard how the Purple Rider, having made his appearance at the headquarters of Vernon Kyle, took one of the Desperado's men away with him. Kyle, believing that Tracy has some connection with the Purple Rider and is trying to frighten him into leaving town, decided to turn the tables and capture Junior. Late that afternoon, Junior was riding with Captain McKean in the mountains when shots were heard in the distance and a call for help. McKean went to investigate, and while he was gone, Kyle's men set upon Junior and carried him off to their mountain stronghold. Put another log on that fire, Cully. You can't seem to get this place warm. Listen to that wind howl. Well, what do you expect? Three miles up in the mountains on the edge of a precipice? Why'd the boss have to pick us for this job? I don't like it. I ain't crazy about it myself, Cully. It's a long, hard ride back to Pitchblend. Yeah, and we won't be making it in a hurry. We gotta stay here with the kid till we hear from the boss. Yeah. It's about time we shoved that kid up into the attic. Give me those ropes so I can tie him up. Right, and I'll take this gag out of his mouth. Come on, kid. There we are. Okay. Oh, thanks. Thanks a lot. 
Phyllis, and where is this place, and why have you brought me here? Come here by the window. Now, you see through the trees way down below us there, about three miles? Uh-huh. You see those little houses? Yeah. Well, that's pitch blend. And the reason we brought you here, well, maybe it's because we don't want you to be lonesome. Well, what are you going to do with me? That's up to the boss, kid. We follow his orders. Oh, I think I see it now. You're working for Vernon Kyle. He's the boss. He had you capture me to get back at Dick Tracy and force Dick to do what he wants him to do. Pretty bright kid, ain't he? Yeah, he's got his figures right. <laughs> well, hit those ropes. Come okay. on, buddy. Sorry, kid, we got to tie you up and put you in the attic. Oh, no, you don't. Come on, no, 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 naughty, naughty. Oh, I'm to suck you once and we'll do it again. Yeah. And besides, why do you have to make this job tougher for us than it is already? Uh, Ain't you got no consideration, shit? Sure, sure, he's <laughs> right. Put yourself in our place. This ain't anything personal, you know. You ain't a bad kid. We're just following orders, that's all. Now hold still or else. Oh, okay. Guess you guys win. Go ahead and tie me up. Now you're acting sensible. Hey, don't tie those ropes too tight, Curly. We don't want to hurt the kid. And he's going to be tied up for a good long time. Well, thanks. Think nothing of it, kid. We're that kind of guy, see? Okay. <clears throat> I guess these ropes will hold now. Good. good. And now, kid, we'll put you up in the attic till supper time. That'll be in about two hours. We'll see that you get your grub. Don't worry. Oh, I don't think I'll feel like eating. Oh, that. you'll have an appetite in two hours. Sure. Wait till you start smelling the ham and beans and stuff. Wait a minute, Butch. I got to open this trap door. All right. Okay. In with you, kid. Now, uh, now. Uh, now, you just lay on the floor there and be quiet. We'll bring you down for supper when the time comes. Well... Uh. They didn't tie those ropes too tight. Hey, Dick once showed me a trick of tightening your muscles and then relaxing them. I think this is the way it works. Gee, it does work, too. Get my hands loose now. There. Now, what am I going to do? What's the best thing to do? Can't go down there with them. Maybe I can get out on the roof. Gee, I kicked up against something. Looks like a piece of glass. It is. A piece of old mirror. Holy mackerel. I wonder if I... Gosh, I wonder if I can do it. You think Carl's got hold of him, Dick, huh? I know he has, Pat. That's why I'm on my way down to see him now. If he or his men are Palm Jr. They'd better not. That's all I've got to say. When did you find out about this, Dick? Only ten minutes ago. The king came down from the mountains without Junior. He was thrown away by the sound of those shots and had to leave the youngster for a little while because he didn't know what he was going to get into and didn't want to expose Junior. When he came back, Junior was gone. First, McKean thought Junior had come home by himself. Dick, maybe that's what did happen. Maybe Kyle hasn't got the youngster at all. Maybe Junior did start to come home alone and got lost. Or maybe he's taken a longer way home. Oh, I know better. Junior would have waited for McKean. He didn't. And that makes me sure something has happened to him. I'd be very much surprised if Kyle isn't behind this. And I don't expect to be surprised. Well, here we are at the hotel. Yeah, let's go in. That's Kyle's private office over there. Come on. Okay. Tracy, what the... I want to have a talk with you, Kyle. Well, I don't want to talk to you. What have you done with Junior? With who? You know who I'm talking about. My ward, Dick Tracy Jr. Where is he? I still don't know what you're talking about. Well, what do I want to do with him? Well, I can make a good guess, Kyle. But I'm not going to do any guessing because I know you've got him. You produce that boy right now or I'm going to search this place from top to bottom. Go ahead, search it. We got a warrant, of course. He's got us there, Dick. He did. Why didn't we think of bringing a warrant? Isn't it too bad you didn't think of bringing it? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll wait till you go back to headquarters and you get McKean to swear one out for you. Anything to keep you out, you know. You're not so clever, Kyle. 
Even if the boy isn't here, that still doesn't mean you haven't got him. You think you've got me just where you want me, don't you? Well, haven't I? Of course, I'm not admitting anything, but uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised if you never saw that kid again, unless... Unless what? Unless you decide to see things my way. Why, you flannel mouth? And, and, and uh, just what is your way, Kyle? Tracy, I've worked a long time to get this town in line. Hasn't been an easy job either, but now I've got everything just the way I want it. I don't like the idea of any change, see? I've got a 50% interest in every pitch blend claim that's been discovered within miles of here. And when the boys get sensible and start shipping their stuff out on my planes, I'll have more than 50%. Things were working out fine for me, Tracy. I never had any trouble. The miners had never have dreamed of continuing to use dog sleds when I wanted them to use my planes. If you hadn't come along and given them ideas... Well, get to the point, Kyle. I'm coming to it, Patton. Stop giving the boys ideas, Tracy. Forget all your nice plans for interfering with my business. Call off the dogs. Send back Baldy and Bill. And one more thing. Yeah, it's kind of important, too. Get out of town yourself. If you're smart, Tracy, you'll do what I say. And suppose I don't do what you say. You never know. Something might happen to that kid of yours. I see. You would try this way of getting back at me. I'll admit it's a way I find hardest to fight. Well, you hold the winning hand, Kyle. There doesn't seem to be much I can do. I, uh, I'd like a little time to think over. Sure, Tracy, sure. All the time you want. Come on, Pat. I'd just like to take one more poke at him. <laughs> Why don't you just let me knock him around a bit and force him to tell us where Junior is? Well, that's not the way to do things, Pat. We've got to do things according to the law. We can accomplish the results we want, too. There's more than one way of bringing Kyle to justice. All we need is a little time to figure a way out. Well, if there is a way, I don't see it. All I know is that they've got Junior. You don't doubt that now, do you, Pat? Well, how can I? Kyle admitted it. Well, he almost did anyway. Well, here we are at Mountie headquarters. Want to go and get that warrant? Yes, sir. One moment. What was that? What was what? Up there in the mountains. I thought huh? I saw something flash in the sun. There it is again. Yeah, I saw it too. Look, there it comes again. Say, say it almost... Looks like dots and dashes. It is, Pat. It's code. Code? Someone is signaling with a mirror. A mirror reflecting the rays of the sun. And, Pat, it might... It might be Junior. Holy mackerel. It is, Pat. It is Junior. I recognize the code. How, Dick? Is there a special code? Yes, yes. We've often talked about it. And decided that in a case like this, we'd use the buffalo code. Quick, quick. Take this down. Okay. Shoot. Here come the flashes again now. Four. Ten. Eleven. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Twelve. Fifteen. Got it. Go on. Twenty. Thirteen. Yeah. Fourteen. Eleven. Six. Twenty. Thirteen. Is that all? Wait a minute. No, no, here come some more flashes. Seven. Eight. Ten. Ten. Eighteen. Got all that? Yeah. What's it say? Holy mackerel, Dick. It says that. That kid's awful quiet up there in the attic, Curly. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I'll just have a look up there to be sure he's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, jump and catfish. The, cat, the kid's gone. You're crazy. We've been here all the time. He couldn't have got away. The trap door to the roof is open. He got out there. He must still be up there. Come on, get that ladder under that roof. Okay, okay. I'll take it easy. There, there he is on the edge of the roof by the precipice. What are you doing with that mirror, kid? Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah, we would like to know. We're going to find out. Stay away from me. You come near me and I'll... I'll... You'll what? I'll jump. That's what I'll do. We can't let the kid do that. Well, don't worry. He won't. He hasn't got the nerve. You get him from that side, Curly, and I'll get him from this side. Oh. You come up here and I'll jump. 
I swear I'll jump. You better jump, kid, because we're coming, and we're coming pronto. Junior is in a desperate situation. It doesn't seem possible that Dick will arrive in time to save him. And what was the code message Junior sent to Dick? We repeat it for you in a minute, because it's time for our Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol meeting, brought to you by Quaker Puff Tweet and Quaker Puff Rice, those crisp, tasty, refreshing cereals that are shot from guns to give you lots of trigger-fast food energy. And here comes Pat Patton now to take charge as acting patrol president. The meeting will now come to order. So get your pencil and paper ready for that secret code message that Junior sent to Dick Tracy. It's certainly a good thing that Junior knows the Dick Tracy secret code and the Morse code so that he could flash that secret message to Dick. All you patrol members should be able to use both codes. They're in your secret code book. Right. And now let's have that secret message, Pat. Okay. It's Buffalo 4, 10, 11, 26, 26, 12, 15, 20... 13, 14, 11, 6, 20, 13, 7, 8, 10, 10, 18. Now all you patrol members can decode that message as soon as the meeting is over. And if you haven't got a Dick Tracy secret code book, join the patrol right away. Then Dick sends you one and you're in the know too. It's easy to join the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol or the National Girls Division and it's barrels of fun when you do. So tear off the tops of two Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice packages. Then print your name and address on a plain piece of paper. If you're a boy, print the word boy at the top. And if you're a girl, print girls division. Put the paper in an envelope with your two Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice box tops and mail it to Dick Tracy, Box Sale, Chicago. Join now, fellows and girls. Get your secret code book, patrol pledge, and official badge. You'll have the time of your life. And you certainly enjoy those delicious different breakfasts of puffed wheat one day and then puffed rice the next. Remember, they're shot from guns to give you lots of trigger-fast food energy to keep you alert and keen like Dick Tracy is. So ask Mother now to get you some delicious Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice from the grocers right away. Adventure fans, calling all Dick Tracy fans, stand by for another exciting electrically transcribed Dick Tracy adventure Monday at this same time. There goes Dick Tracy now. That is all. Something right here, aha! Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! Full of exclusive loot! On surprises delivered to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! Haha! <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. 
Dick Tracy fans, stand by. Here comes Dick Tracy now. This electrically transcribed series of thrilling Dick Tracy adventures is brought to you by Quaker Puff Tweet and Quaker Puff Rice. Those two specially delicious digestible cereals that are shot from guns to give you lots of trigger fast food energy. And all you Puff Tweet and Puff Rice fans know how true that is. Those two swell cereals certainly do give you lots of the nourishment and energy you need to be keen, alert, and athletic like Dick Tracy. Yes, and they give it to you quickly and easily because they're so specially easy to digest. Now, you've seen grains of wheat and rice. They're chock full of energy, but there's so much of it packed tightly into each small grain that they're hard to chew and digest. So it isn't much fun to eat the natural grains, but it takes a long time to get their food energy. That's why a Quaker shoots them from the big guns. That special Quaker process explodes the small hard grains to eight times their normal size. And what a difference that makes. Now they're plump, crisp, nut-like, and specially easy to digest. Now you can get all their trigger-fast food energy the way thousands do in delicious, refreshing puffed wheat and puffed rice breakfasts. So make breakfast more fun. Have puffed wheat one day, and then puffed rice the next. Ask Mother to get a package of each right away from the grocer that displays the Dick Tracy headquarters sign. Well, Dick Tracy is trying to bring to justice the notorious bad man of the great Northwest, Vernon Kyle, who owns practically the entire town of Pitchblend and runs it as he sees fit. In our last episode, we heard how Kyle decided to stop Dick Tracy by capturing Junior and holding him in a mountain cabin. This he succeeded in doing, but Junior, ever resourceful, managed to communicate with Dick in code. As the episode ended, Junior had been discovered sending the code from the roof of the shack, and his position was indeed a perilous one. Listen. I'll jump, that's what I'll do. Wait a minute, don't do that. We can't let the kid do that, Butch. Don't worry, he won't do it. He hasn't got the knife. There's a sheer drop of 2,000 feet down that precipice. You go after him from that side, Curly, and I'll get him from this. Okay. You come near me and I'll jump. I mean it. I tell you, I'll jump. And you better go right ahead and jump, kid, because we're coming. And we're coming pronto. Stay right where you are. Don't come any nearer, I warn you. Butch, what are we going to do? What do you think we're going to do? Keep moving toward the kid. We've got to get him. Okay. Maybe he was signaling for help. Maybe Kyle wanted us to let that kid jump and get killed. That'd be better than if we let him escape alive. Yeah, but Butch, Butch, look out that rope. What? Holy Joe, what is this? There's a lasso around my shoulders. Somebody's lassoed me. Butch. Hey, what? He's pulling me off the rope. Gurney, give me a hand. Gurney, Gurney. What the devil? Dick Tracy down there. Gee, he's got my code message. He's come to rescue me. Yeah? Well, if it is Dick Tracy, he's not going to get me. Oh, yeah, stop it. Soon. The rope's got you now. Just the way it got Butch. And there's nothing you can do about you it. You down there, stop pulling on that lasso. They're pulling me off the rope. You'll break my neck. Oh. There's something funny about this, though. It couldn't have gotten here this fast. Oh, it be Dick. Come down from that roof, Junior. It's safe now. It's not Dick's voice, either. wonder what can be. Guess I better go see. What? What's the idea? Who are you, anyway? Yeah, where, where did, did you come from? Where did he come from? I think I can tell you that, Butch. He's the Purple Rider. Good for you, Junior. You've never seen me before, but you've heard of me, no doubt. Are you all right, boy? Yeah, I'm all right. Say, I guess I have plenty for helping me out like you did. You came just in time. I'm glad I did, Junior. Fortunately, I happened to be riding by on my way down to Pitchblend from my own little hideout up in the hills. Yeah, I'll say it was fortunate. It wasn't hey. too much trouble after that to lasso these two gentlemen and pull them down from the roof. Cut out all the gab. What are you going to do with us? Don't be too impatient. What are you going to do with them, Ryder? Something your friend Tracy doesn't approve of, Junior. What do you mean? I'm after Vernon Kyle for my own reasons and in my own way. First, I intend to remove Kyle's men one by one. Finally, I shall remove Kyle. And then my young friend, 
We'll have no more lawlessness and terror in the Yukon. What are you hiding behind that purple hood for? Take it off. Let's see your face. Don't be too curious. And never mind what I look like. I'm not going to waste any more time with you. Come on. Let's get this over with. Wait a minute, buddy. Listen. We weren't going to hurt the kid. We had orders to watch him. Watch him? By forcing him to the edge of the precipice? You got us all wrong. It's like Butch Mm. says. The kid got away from us. We wanted to get him back. We didn't want to hurt him on it. Mm, Just two interested friends, eh? We ain't making this up. We know the kid wouldn't jump and we had to get him back. Forget it. Yukon will be well rid of you two. Come along, Junior, and uh, see me hang these rogues. Now, wait a minute. You can't do that. That's murder. Whoever you are and whatever your reasons may be, I know you're not a murderer. Perhaps you're right. Very well, friends. I will not hang you by the neck. I'll hang you by your belts. By our belts? The guy's out of his hand. Not quite. As a matter of fact, I'll demonstrate I'm not only sane, but a man of my word. I said you men would hang. And hang you will by your belts. Stand still, Butch, while I tie this end of the rope to the back of your belt. Listen, I don't know what you got against us. You do Kyle's dirty work, eh, don't you? For me, that's an unpardonable offense. Now we throw this lariat over the bow of yonder tree. Uh, so, then we wind this end around the pummel of my saddle. Ranger, my horse, moves off about 20 feet, and so up in the air you go. Hey, you can't get away with this. Cut it out. Let me down. You can't get away with it. I seem to be doing pretty well. And now, Curly, you're next. Hey, listen, have a heart. And now we pass the rope through the back of your belt. And have a heart. So over the limb of that tree, and... Come on, get up, Ranger. Hey, I'm going up in the air. Let me down. Let me down. Oh, not for some time, my suspended friends. What are you going to do with them, Ranger? I don't mind telling you that, Junior. I have two other members of Kyle's gang at my hideout. It's about a two-hour ride from here. I'm going to go up, get those men, bring them down here, and I'm going to force them to walk off the side of that precipice. You can't do that. That's murder. I know that's murder. You call it murder. I call it justice. Justice? But you can't condemn these men without a trial. You can't take a law in your own hands. <laughs> Up into the saddle with you. I'm not going with you. I'm not going Don't to Don't let your usual good sense desert you. I said you're coming with me. All right. Put down the gun and I'll go. I said you were a bright kid. Up with you. Come on. Come on, get up, girl. Come on. place we're looking for, Dick? Well, those flashes from Junior's mirror, that code message came from up in here somewhere. And we ought to find a cabin or some sort of hideout around here somewhere. Yeah, that's right. Keep your eye peeled, Pat. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm positive the boys signaled from this vicinity. Ah, quit your beeping. How was I to know the purple rider? Wait a minute, I Dick. I told you not to chase that kid when Listen he got that. Precipice. Yeah, hey, yeah, come on. Me. Get up, girl. Come on. Here we are, Dick. There's a cabin. Well, I'll be a cross-eyed owl. Look at those two, hanging in midair. <laughs> They're two of Kyle's men. Look, Curly, it's Tracy. Yeah, I see him. Yes, and you're going to see a lot of it from now on, and I'm not sure you're going to like it. Where's Junior? What have you coyotes done with that boy? Cut us down from here and we'll tell you. The kid's safe, I'll tell you that. One moment. Wait a minute, Dick. Let me do it. Let me get them down. So you want to be cut down, eh, Butch? Okay. Hey, wait, don't. There. Hey. Oh. Oh, me back. Oh, couldn't you let me down easy? Did you have to cut the rope? All right, you're next, Curly. Listen, Pat. Have a heart. That's a 15-foot drop. Don't cut that rope, Pat. Listen. Sorry, I'll have to cut it, Curly. Wait, wait a minute. Oh! Oh! All right, get up. 
Now, answer me. Where's Junior? He ain't here, Tracy. Well, where is he? Well, we don't know. Now, listen, I'm warning you. Talk fast. Where is he? Look, Tracy. He went away with the purple rider. The kid didn't want to go, but the rider made him. Yeah, and the rider said he'd be back. What's he coming back for? Well, he took Junior up to his own hideout. He says he's got two more of the gang up there. He said he was going to bring him back here and then make all of us walk over the side of that chasm later. Why'd he take Junior with him? Just a minute, Pat. Have you any idea where his hideout might be? All I can tell you is this. He went off that way, with Junior riding in front of him. Well, look, he said he was coming back, Dick. Don't you think the best thing to do is to wait for him? No, Pat, I don't. We're right after him. Well, he rescued Junior from these two. You don't think he'd hurt the boy, do you? No, but he may decide to do away with those men up at his hideout instead of bringing them back here. We've got to stop him from taking the law in his own hands. I've warned the rider, but apparently he's chosen to ignore my warning. Well, what are we going to do with these guys? We can lock them in the cabin here. They'll be safe until we get back. All right, Curly, Butch, get going. Hey, you can't do that. Why can't we? Listen, Tracy, suppose you don't meet up with the purple rider. Suppose he gets back here before you do. You'll have to take your chances on that. Get going. Well, Junior, I've got Shorty and his pal tied up outside. I'm ready to take them back to Kyle's hideout with us. Hey, now, wait a minute, purple rider. We have the time to wait. You're taking the law in your own hands, convicting these men without a fair trial. I know they're Kyle's men. I know that they deserve to be punished, but not by you. There's a legal right way of bringing these men to justice. That's Dick Tracy's way. This time, I'm going to save our friend Tracy uh, a lot of trouble. Yes, you'll make a lot of trouble for yourself. If you hurt these men, then you're as guilty of breaking the law as they are. You'll become a fugitive of justice. I'm sorry to cut off this discussion, Junior. It's a waste of time. And time we'd better get back to Kyle's hideout. I want to get this over with before it gets dark. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to let you do it. Don't move, Ryder. What? Is that a pistol you've got in your pocket? What do you think? You're bluffing. Oh, no. Don't you believe it. And what's more, I'm a very good shot. Yes, I suppose you are. I shouldn't have left this extra gun around loose. Drop your guns, Ryder. And remember, don't try anything. I've got you covered and I can shoot fast. All right. I only have one gun. There. There. Uh, what are you going to do with me? I'm afraid I'll have to turn you over to Dick Tracy's. Come on, let's get going. We're returning to Pitch Blend right now. Go on, Ryder, move. Wait a minute. I, I said move. All right. All right. I'm going. Has Junior the upper hand, or has the purple rider a trick or two he may play yet? Well, Junior certainly turned the tables that time. And now he's going to step out of his thrilling adventure to take charge of a very special meeting of the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol... Brought to you by Quaker Puff Sweet and Quaker Puff Rice, the delicious quick energy cereals that are shot from guns. So stand by, all you boys and girls, because here comes Junior now. The meeting will now come to order, and Dick Tracy has a special assignment for all patrol members. Here, Mr. Quaker Man, will you read it to all the boys and girls, please? Why, certainly, Junior. Attention, patrol members. It says, To all officers and members of the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol. Wednesday, April 20th, has been designated Official Patrol Badge Day. On that day, it is the duty of every officer and member of the patrol to wear the badge of the highest rank to which he or she has been appointed for the entire day. Signed, Dick Tracy, Commander-in-Chief. Official Patrol Badge Day. Say, that's a great idea, isn't it? It certainly is, Junior. Of course, lots of the patrol members wear their badges every day anyhow. But Dick wants all patrol members to wear their badges on the same day as a symbol of the united strength of this great national organization that stands for law and order. Gee, you wear your badge all day on Wednesday, won't you? And to be sure all the patrol members you see tomorrow to be sure to wear their badges on Wednesday, too, too 
and we'll make a real showing for Dick Tracy. And if any of the boys and girls aren't members of the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol yet, tell them what a great thing it is to be a member. A pal of Dick Tracy's. And tell them how to join, won't you? And if you aren't a member yet, join now. Now listen, you just get two Quaker Puff Tweets or Quaker Puff Rice box tops, and then print your name and address on a plain piece of paper. Now, if you're a boy, write the word boy. And if you're a girl, write girls division at the top of the page. And put it in an envelope with your two Quaker Puff Tweet or Quaker Puff Rice box tops and mail it to Dick Tracy, Box L, Chicago. And Dick sends you your secret code book, patrol pledge, and official badge. Get yours now. And remember that Quaker Puff Tweet and Quaker Puff Rice are the two specially good-tasting cereals that give you lots of trigger-fast food energy because they're shot from guns. So enjoy a big dish of puffed wheat one day and then puffed rice the next for a delightful change. Ask Mother now to get you a package of each from the grocers. Calling all adventure fans. Calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by for another exciting electrically transcribed Dick Tracy adventure tomorrow at this same time. There goes Dick Tracy now, and that is all. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. This electrically transcribed series of thrilling Dick Tracy adventures is brought to you by Quaker Puff Tweet and Quaker Puff Rice. Especially delicious nourishing cereals that are shot from guns to give you trigger-fast food energy. Dick Tracy Jr. sure has lots of quick energy, hasn't he? Well, that's the way you want to be. Trigger-fast in thought and action. And you can be if you eat the right food because all your energy comes from the food you eat. Now, you take Puff Tweet and Puff Rice, for instance. Those two swell-tasting cereals give you all the nourishment of wheat and rice in its most delicious, digestible form. That's because they're shot from guns. The grains of energy-rich wheat and rice are exploded to eight times their normal size. Now, that changes them from small, hard kernels into crisp, tempting grains of wholesome goodness like magic. Now, they're especially easy to digest. All the trigger-fast food energy is retained, and you can use it quickly and easily. It's great fun to have puffed wheat one day... And then puffed rice the next, the way thousands of wide-awake families do. Try it. Ask Mother now to get you some Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice right away from the grocer who displays the famous Dick Tracy headquarters sign. In our last episode, we heard how Junior was saved from Kyle's men by the mysterious Purple Rider who, leaving Kyle's men tied to trees, rode off with Junior. He intended to pick up two other members of Kyle's gang, held prisoner at his hideout, bring them back to the cabin, and force all to walk to their desks over the side of the precipice. Meanwhile, Dick and Pat arrived at Kyle's cabin in answer to Junior's code message and found Junior gone. The Purple Rider was about to return to the cabin when Junior, fighting for law and order, turned the tables on the mystery man. What are you going to do with me, Junior? I'm afraid I'll have to turn you over to Dick Tracy. Come on, let's get going. We'll return to Pitchburn right away. Move, Ryder. Now, wait a minute. I... I said move. All right. 
All right, I'm going. I'm sorry I had to do it, Ryder, but it was the only way. You see, you wouldn't listen to reason. There's only one way to reason with Vernon Kyle and his coyotes. Yes, but your way is not the legal way. Not Dick Tracy's way. You're a strange youngster. Oh, I don't think so. I'm, I'm only doing what Dick Tracy taught me. Even though you prevented me from doing what I set out to do, I, I can't help liking you. Yes, and I can't help being grateful to you because, well, after all, you did save my life. You won't believe this, but by preventing you from taking the law into your own hands... You're doing me a great favor. (laughs) If you're taking me back to Pitchblend, let's get going. Right. I suppose you want me to unmask you. I suppose you want to know who I am. Yes, I do. But I'm not going to unmask you. That's Dick's job, not mine. Besides, I do owe you something, and if you want to remain a man of mystery, it's all right with me. My job, as I see it, is to turn you over to Tracy. It's Dick's job from there on. All right, shall we go? Jumping mm-hmm. jellyfish. It's the kid. He's captured the Purple Rider. It looks that way, doesn't it, Baldy? Well, what do you know? Hey, kid, what are you going to do with us? I'm taking you back to Pitchblend and Dick Tracy, boys. Junior is uh, very anxious to see that you boys get a fair trial. A fair trial, huh? If we get in a court of law and those miners are in the jury... We won't have a chance. I was going to save you the trouble. Never uh... mind that. Listen, kid, I uh, I want to talk to you. You have nothing to say to me. All right, Ryder, up on your horse. I'll ride this one here. That's uh, Pinto. He's a pretty wild Mustang. You sure you can ride him? Oh, I think so. Uh, easy, boy. Mm-hmm. Easy, boy. I guess I'll be all right. You're in. Get up, Ranger. Get up there, Pinto. Come on, boy. Too easy on these horses, Dick. No, Pat, it isn't. But it's got to be done. Wait a minute. Hold a minute. Rein your horse in. What's up? We can get a good view of the valley and those mountains from here. See any sign of the riders' hideout? I don't see anything. No. Neither do I. Not a sign. No smoke. Nothing. Guess we'll just have to keep on moving. Yes, I suppose so. You're worried about Junior, aren't you, Dick? Yes, I am, Pat. I don't think the purple rider's harm him. He's out to help us. Yes, I suppose in his own way he is, but... Going about it the wrong way. I haven't any quarrel with his motives, Pat. It's his method I object to. Yeah, I know. If only we could nail Vernon Kyle and his gang before the Purple Rider gets to him. Well, for the Purple Rider's sake, as well as the miners of Fitchblend, I hope so. Dick, how much longer is it going to take to get the goods on Kyle? I don't know, Pat. Maybe a few days, maybe a week, maybe longer. One thing is certain. We're not leaving Fitchblend until we've broken Vernon Kyle's hold on the town. Well, he certainly has a hold on us. Stranglehold. Look at the way he's horned in on the miners' claims. Fleece them of every cent he could get his hands on. That isn't the most vicious of his activities, by any means. You're thinking of the radium? Yeah. And I don't like to think of what might happen if Vernon Kyle gained control of the radium industry in this part of the country. Radium's pretty expensive, isn't it, Dick? Expensive is hard in the word, Pat. I don't know whether you're aware of it or not, but one gram of radium is valued at $100,000. $100,000? Just for one gram? Yes, it's so rare, you see, Pat, and so difficult to get. Hundreds of tons of pitch blend yield a very, very small amount of radium. I can see now why you're taking this case so seriously. The world's radium supply would be practically cut off if Kyle gained control of the pitch blend deposits up here. Well, not quite that, Pat, but it would seriously cripple the supply. At any rate, we've got to stop Vernon Kyle. Well, just how are you going to do it? Kyle seems to cover his tracks pretty well. That's true. Our problem would be made so much easier if only we could get the miners and pitch blend to testify in the court of law against Kyle. Well, can't we? I don't know. 
Been around talking to many of them, Pat. Carl has them all so terrorized that they're afraid to testify. Afraid to appear in court to say a word against him. Well, it's not hard to understand. Carl's men have beaten my knees up, dragged them out of bed in the middle of the night. Yeah, but... I know, I know. It requires courage. Courage with which we'll have to imbue these men. If they're ever to beat Kyle. Well, maybe after we brought some of Kyle's men in as our prisoners, the miners will see that Kyle isn't unbeatable. Maybe that'll give them the courage you've been talking about. Perhaps. And then again, perhaps it'll add to our difficulty. Well, I don't see that, Dick. Well, when we return to town, bringing with us several of Kyle's men, he's going to, well, to take it in poor grace, shall I say. Oh, he isn't going to like it. Like it? What he'll undoubtedly do is to bring pressure on those miners. Desperation, he's going to try to make a quick cleanup. And that's going to mean a wave of dirty undercover work, terrorization, beatings, threats. But you know the sinister routine as well as I do. Well, are we going to stand by and let him get away with it? Hardly. Must be some way of getting the evidence we need against Carl, Pat. Some way we haven't thought of. It'll turn up, I'm sure of that. We've always placed our faith in decency and justice. And we're not going to abandon our faith at this point. Hello, what's that? What's what? Look across the valley there. Where? Oh, oh, I see. Looks like four horsemen. Yes. Yes, and one of them's the Purple Rider. And one of them's Junior. Who are the other two? They must be Baldy and his pal. The men the Purple Rider kidnapped. Dick, isn't there something funny down there? Junior's riding the horse in the rear with the other three in front. It looks to me like... You're right, Pat. You're right. The three of them are Junior's prisoners. I wonder what... What could have happened? Well, we'll soon know. Come on. Come on. Let's ride over to meet them. Right. Yeah. Yes, Ryder? What are you going to do about Butch and uh, Curly? Well, we're going to pick them up and take them back to Pitch Plan with us. They can ride with Wally and his friend there. Hello, Junior! Well, look who... Gosh, it's Dick Tracy! Uh, so I see. Hi, Dick! Hi, Pat! Hello, Hi, Junior. What's happened? Looks like you're riding herd on the boys. Yeah, they're all my prisoners. Gee, isn't it swell, Dick? Oh. Uh, Tracy, your young friend is to be congratulated. He turned the tables on me very neatly. He managed to locate a gun I had lying around. I didn't say I had a gun, Ryder. What do you mean? Well, it wasn't a gun I was holding in my pocket. Hey, look. Well, an old broken stirrup. Yeah, I picked it up outside your cabin. Well, I must say... Junior, I'm proud of you. It looks as if you've not only captured the Purple Rider, but part of Kyle's gang as well. We've got a couple of others waiting back at Kyle's headquarters. Junior, you did a swell job. Oh, thanks, Pat. Boy, where do we ride into town with a whole bunch of them? Won't everybody be surprised, though, huh? Well, Tracy, we meet again. Yes, and I'm glad of it. I warned you that no matter what your motives were, you had no right to take the law in your own hands, to decide to administer justice in your own way. Well, I'm afraid I have no other choice now but to turn you over to the mounted police. Hmm, so you're going to uh, turn me over to the police, eh? I am. You've made that unavoidable. However, you'll get every consideration. Meanwhile, I want to know who you are. Yeah, it's about time we found that out. Remove that hood, Ryder. You know who I am, Tracy. Do I? I'm afraid I don't. Come on, come on. Take off that purple hood. I'm afraid I can't do that. In fact, you'll have to catch me first. Dick, he's getting away. No, no, no. Don't shoot, Pat. We don't want to get him that way. Say, Dick, he's heading for that cliff. He's going to try to jump to the other side. He'll never make it, Dick. Hey, where are you going, Dick? Gotta catch him. He mustn't escape us now. Look at that boy ride. Yeah, look at the purple rider. He's coming to the cliff. Look, he's going to jump his horse. Yeah. He made it for the skin of his teeth. Dick, don't try it. Don't try it. Ah, Dick's going right after him. Dick's going to try and make it, too. There he goes. Patty, he'll get hurt. He'll never yeah. make it. Oh, He's made it, Junior. He's made it. Oh, gosh. Hey, Pat, look. Dick's uncalling his ladder. Yeah. He's going to try and lasso the purple rider. Yeah, yeah. He's swinging the rope. He's letting it go. He's done it. 
He's pulled a rider from his horse. All right, rider, I've got you. No tricks now. Don't get up till I get off this horse. Hey, you won't get off that horse alive, Percy. I've got a gun. Your young friend forgot to relieve me of both my guns. I warn you, Ryder, don't shoot. And I warn you, Tracy, not to interfere with me. You didn't heed that warning, and I've got you covered. The game is up, Tracy. What will Dick do now, covered by the gun of the Purple Rider? Can there be any escape for the great detective? And who is the Purple Rider? Well, see if you can guess. And now we're all ready for our Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol meeting, brought to you by Quaker Puff Tweet and Quaker Puff Rice, the delicious, refreshing cereals that are shot from guns to give you lots of trigger-fast food energy. The meeting will now come to order, and tomorrow's the big day, patrol members. It's official patrol badge day. Yes, that's an official assignment, right from Dick Tracy himself to you. You see, Dick knows that you patrol members wear your badges most of the time. But now that the patrol is a great national organization of the finest boys and girls in the country, Dick wants all the members to be sure to wear wear their badge on one special day. And that day is tomorrow. Then everyone will realize what a powerful force for law and order your Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol actually is. So be sure to wear your badge tomorrow. Wear the badge of the highest rank that you've been promoted to. And tell all the patrol members you know to wear their badges tomorrow, too. And if there are any that didn't see you didn't see today, will you call them on the phone right now? Right. And if any of your friends haven't joined the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol or the National Girls Division yet, tell them how easy it is to join and how much fun it is. And if you're not a member yet yourself, join the patrol right away. Now, Dick Tracy wants you to. Here's all you do. Just tear the tops off two Quaker Puffed Wheat or Quaker Puffed Rice packages. Then, print your name and address on a plain piece of paper. Also write, boy, if you're a boy, or girls' division, if you're a girl, at the top of the page. And then mail it with your two Quaker Puffed Wheat or Quaker Puffed Rice box tops to Dick Tracy, Box L, Chicago. Then you're a full-fledged member of one of the finest organizations for boys and girls in the world. Right. And you'll realize that tomorrow when you see all the patrol members wearing their badges. And you'll be mighty proud that you're wearing yours. And remember that Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice are shot from guns to give you lots of trigger-fast food energy. So ask Mother to get you some Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice at the grocer's right away. Calling all adventure fans, calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by for another exciting, electrically transcribed Dick Tracy adventure tomorrow at this same time. There goes Dick Tracy now, and that is all. Tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Calling all adventure fans, calling all Dick Tracy fans, stand by. 
Here comes Dick Tracy now. This electrically transcribed series of thrilling Dick Tracy adventures is brought to you by Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice. Those two different delicious cereals that give you trigger-fast energy because they're shot from guns. That's why thousands of happy families enjoy puffed wheat one day and then puffed rice the next. When the selected grains of nourishing wheat and rice are shot from the big guns, they're exploded to eight times their normal size. That transforms the small, hard-to-digest kernels into crisp, crunchy, nut-like grains of wholesome goodness. All their food energy is retained, but now they're specially easy to digest. You get the trigger-fast food energy you need to be keen and fit like Dick Tracy in breakfast that tastes like a million. Make breakfast more fun for the whole family. Ask Mother now to get you some Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice from the grocer that displays the Dick Tracy headquarters sign. Junior has captured the Purple Rider and is returning to Pitchblend with him and several members of Kyle's gang who are the Rider's prisoners. Meanwhile, Dick Tracy and Pat, en route to the Rider's hideout, meet Junior and his prisoners coming back. When Tracy asked the Purple Rider to unmask himself, the Rider wheeled his horse toward a dangerous cliff, leaped the cliff to the other side with Tracy after him. Dick lassoed the escaping rider and pulled him from his horse. As Dick rode up to the rider, the hooded mystery man pulled a gun on the detective and... I warn you, rider, don't shoot. And I warn you, Tracy, not to interfere with me. You didn't heed that warning. All right, I've got you covered now, and I'm not wasting time. <laughs> oh, the gun backfired. <laughs> well, your hood saved you from a bad wound, I imagine. Here, let's get that hood off you and see what damage has been done. There. Old man Weir... So you're the purple rider. That's right, Tracy. Now you know. Huh. That gun gave you some bad burns when it backfired. Well, tell me, why did you attempt all this? Someone had to do it. None of those miners down in Pitchblend dared put up a fight, and I was as cowardly as the rest until Kyle's men beat me up the way they did. After that, I swore I'd get Kyle, and I would have. If it hadn't been for you. Well, a lucky thing I did stop you. You might have been wanted for murder this time, Weir. Well, that wouldn't have bothered me. I had to get Kyle out of the way. That's my job. A job I intend to do lawfully. So you're the purple rider, huh? Old man Weir. I didn't think you'd really pull the trigger of that gun. If it hadn't backfired, I'm afraid I wouldn't be here now. I shouldn't have done it. I, I, I was crazy, I guess. All I knew at the moment was I, I had to get away. I couldn't let you take me. Well, you've got me now. Yes, and I think we'd better get you down to pitch blend as quickly as possible. You'll need first aid for those burns. I'll say this, uh, whether you believe it or not. If I had hurt you, and if that gun hadn't backfired, I would never have forgiven myself. Oh, Dick! Dick! Everything all right? Yes, Pat. Look here. Meet me at the base of this cliff. You stay on your side, and I'll stay over here until we get to the bottom. No sense risking our necks trying to cross again. Okay. See you down below. One moment, coming. Miss Trohart? Yes? You don't know me, but uh, may I come in? It's important that I have a word with you. Certainly. Please come in. Thank you. Yes? My name is Shelby. Professor Acton Shelby. Professor Shelby? Yes, Professor? Miss Trueheart, I need your help and the help of your fiancé, Dick Tracy. Well, Mr. Tracy is away now. He's handling a case in Pitchblend in the Yukon. Yes, I know that. And that's why I've come to you. Miss Trueheart, you've got to prevail on Mr. Tracy to come back to the city at once. Perhaps you'd better explain what this is all about, Professor. Miss Trueheart, my life is in danger. Just what do you mean? I can't tell you too much now. All I can tell you is that I have invented something. Something of incredible value. And because of that, my life is in danger. 
You mean there's someone who's trying to take your invention away from you? Yes. Well, who is this person? It's true, Hart. Have you ever heard of the brain? The brain? Ah, it's evident that you have not. I will tell you about him. The brain, Miss Trueheart, is as ruthless as he is clever. Diabolically clever. There's nothing he cannot get his hands on if he wants it badly enough. And he does want my new invention. Have you gone to the police about this? Miss Trueheart, if anyone is to protect me, if anyone is to save my invention for humanity, it must be only one person. And that person is Dick Tracy. I see. Well, I'll try to help you. How quickly can you get in touch with him? I'm afraid that would take a few days, Professor. You see, he's living in a primitive mining town now. There are no telegraph offices and no telephones. The best I can do is to write him a letter and explain your situation. Then I beg you, do that. Tell him to come back just as quickly as he can. I'll try to hold out against the brain until he gets here. But I must have his help. No one else will do. I understand. Very well, Professor Shelby. I'll write to Mr. Tracy immediately. Oh, thank you. Here's my address. Will you get in touch with me the moment you hear from us? Certainly, I will. Good, good. And now, uh, good night, Mr. Good night. I'd better write to Dick at once. And I think perhaps I'd better write in code. All right, ma'am, quiet, please. Quiet. Boys, I've asked you to meet me here tonight because there are a few things I have to say to you. Go ahead, Mr. Tracy. We're listening. All right, I won't waste words. I've been here in Pitch Blend for some time now, and I've been doing all I can to free you from the vicious grip that Vernon Kyle has upon you and this town. But boys, you haven't done your share. In my work here, I've run into obstacles I never expected to encounter. And many of those obstacles have been put there by you yourselves. Now, hold on, Mr. Tracy. We don't know what you're talking about. We're for you, not against you. Yes, I know that, boys. But you're for me in what I might call a negative way. There's only one way to rid this country of Vernon Kyle. Yeah, what's that, Tracy? You boys must find the courage to stand up in court and testify against him. Kyle has threatened and terrorized you into signing away over 50% of your claims. Those who have offered resistance have been beaten. Several have been killed. And still, we haven't the evidence to convict Kyle. All because you boys here, who can supply that evidence, are afraid to appear in a court of law and tell what you know. Now, I don't like to say this, but to put it bluntly, boys, I think it's because you're afraid. You're right. We are afraid. All right, then. How long is this going to go on? I'm here to help you. To organize ways and means of putting Kyle where he belongs. And make no mistake about it, it can be done. Well, maybe it can, and maybe it can't. I'm afraid you're barking up the wrong tree, Tracy. We've learned our lesson. Say, Dick, do you think it'd be all right if I said something to these men? Certainly, Junior. Man, just a minute. My war junior is something he wants to say to you. Well, gee, fellas, it may sound foolish and all, but... I just want to tell you what I've been thinking about. Back in the States, I've read about the men of the Yukon. What fearless, courageous fellows they were. Gee, I thought they really were something, and, well, I still think they are really something. But, well, they can't all be afraid of just one man. They can't now, can they? It's not just one man. It's a mob. Okay. Men, do you realize that this boy here is the one who captured the Purple Rider and four of Kyle's gang? Having the odds against him didn't worry him. And the odds really are against you. If you'll just make up your minds to fight. Captain the Purple Rider. Oh, what I did has got nothing to do with it. Yes, it has to. Boys, he kept that rider at bay with nothing but a broken stirrup. Now, we ain't going to let no kid be braver than we are, are we? Now, that's the way to talk. No one on earth can lick an old sourdough of the Yukon 
once he makes up his mind to fight. Here, you tell him, Tracy. Yeah, we've let Kyle get away with murder, but it's got to stop. We'll show the kid. Let's get Kyle for Junior, fellas. All right, come on, boys. Let's go down and get Kyle right now. Let's drag him out of that Morning Star Hotel of his and screw him up. No, no, no. Wait a minute, boys. Wait a minute. That's not the way to do it. Mob violence isn't the answer. What is the answer? Go into the court and testify. Swear that Kyle terrorized and threatened you. Will you do that? You bet we will. Good. Good. I'll go down right now and get Kyle myself. Come along, Pat. Right with you, Dick. Now, what about me, Dick? You wait here, Junior. If I'm not back in half an hour, you get the mounties together. I'll need them. Right. And good work, Junior. You certainly inspired them to act. That was a fine speech. Speech? Did I make a speech? Gee. All right, Pat. Let's get going. Right. Hey, shut up, you guys. Kyle wants to say something. Boys? We're getting out of pitch plant. Pulling out. You don't mean it. You don't mean we're pulling stakes and clearing out. Yeah, that's just what I do mean. But you've got things sewed up in this town, Kyle. I mean, I had them sewed up. This place is getting a little too hot for us, boys. Tracy got you worried, Kyle? Well, he's out to get us. I'm not so sure now that he can't do it. Those miners are having another meeting tonight. Yeah, and there was a time when they'd be scared to have a meeting. Well, what we'll do is clear out. Lay low for a while. They got plenty of money. Well, I'm sick of this boy myself anyway. When do we leave? As soon as I give the word. There are a couple of things I want to clear up before we do leave. What kind of thing? Well, for one thing, there's the bank. What about the bank? That's where the miners keep all their money, isn't it? There's a good fifty or $60,000 waiting in that bank for the first taker. Yeah, and we're going to take it. You mean a stick-up? I mean a stick-up. We're going to do that tomorrow night. Now, there's one other thing. Yeah? Tracy. I'm going to get Tracy about the last thing I do. He's been the cause of all this trouble. He's the guy that forced me out of Fitchblend. Nobody does that to Vern Kyle and get away with it. Oh, boss. I got something for you. Yeah, what is it, Chuck? Uh, I was just down at the post office getting the mail, and I happened to see this letter addressed to Tracy. Oh. I slipped it in my pocket when the postmaster wasn't looking. Yeah. A letter, huh? Hmm. Return address? Test Trueheart, 19 Grove Street. Yeah. Say, maybe we better have a look at this. What will happen now? With Tracy on his way to arrest Kyle, and Kyle vowing vengeance against the great detective, almost anything can happen. And what about that intercepted letter from Tess Trueheart? Well, here's a pleasant surprise. Here comes Miss Trueheart with Junior now to attend our Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol meeting, brought to you by Quaker Puff Tweet and Quaker Puffed Rice, those specially delicious nourishing cereals that are shot from guns to give you lots of trigger-fast food energy. The meeting will now come to order. And today, we're all happy to have Miss Tess Trueheart, president of our National Girls Division, with us. Thank you, Junior. I just had to be here on official patrol badge day. Say, wasn't it a great sight to see all the patrol members wearing their badges at the same time? It was thrilling, Junior. And didn't the new Girls Division badges look smart? Well, they certainly did, Miss Trueheart. But the most impressive thing was to see what exceptionally fine boys and girls we have in the patrol. Yes, and to see how many swell fellas and girls belong to the patrol. It looked as though every real, wide-awake, adventure-loving boy and girl in the country was a member. Well, hundreds of thousands of them do belong to the patrol, but there are thousands who haven't joined yet. And Dick Tracy wants every courageous, red-blooded boy and girl who stands for law and order to be a member of his patrol. You bet. So as a patrol members, let's show Dick Tracy the sort of stuff we're made of. Let's get all our friends to join the patrol now. And if you aren't a member of the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol or the National Girls Division, join now. Be one of the fine boys or girls that Dick Tracy is so proud of. You know, it's very easy to join. 
There are probably some of those famous red and blue packages of Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice in your pantry right now. Now, just tear off the top panel that says, Three Wrappings Guard Its Christmas. And then print your name and address on a plain piece of paper, and also print the word boy if you're a boy, or girls division if you're a girl, at the top of the page. Put it in an envelope with two Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice box tops, or one of each. And mail it to Dick Tracy, Box L, Chicago. Now, if there isn't any Quaker puffed wheat or Quaker puffed rice in the pantry now, ask Mother to get you a package of each at the grocer's right away. Remember, those two delicious cereals are shot from guns to give you lots of trigger-fast food energy. Adventure fans, calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by for another exciting electrically transcribed Dick Tracy adventure tomorrow at the same time. There goes Dick Tracy now. That is all. This and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, wherever you get podcasts, or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Calling all adventure fans, calling all Dick Tracy fans, stand by. Tracy is on the air. Stand by, everyone, for another thrilling episode in this electrically transcribed series of Dick Tracy detective adventures brought to you by Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice, those two specially delicious, refreshing cereals that are shot from guns to give you lots of trigger-fast food energy. Are you good at sports like baseball, tennis, and all those swell games we play all spring and summer? Are you one of the first to be picked when the fellows and girls choose up sides? Well, I hope so, because it's not much fun to be left out. And one reason why some boys and girls are left out is that while they may be big and have lots of muscle, they're short on food energy. That's why so many thousands of keen athletic fellows and girls get the trigger-fast food energy they need from 
hearty breakfasts of crisp, delicious puffed wheat one day, and then puffed rice the next. Those two tasty cereals are shot from guns. The energy-packed grains of nourishing wheat and rice are actually exploded to eight times their normal size. All the tiny, hard-to-digest food cells are unlocked. Now they're especially easy to digest, and you get their quick food energy much more quickly and easily. So be keen, alert, alive like Dick Tracy. Ask Mother now to get you some Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice from the grocer that displays the Dick Tracy headquarters sign right away. Well, the battle between Dick Tracy, foremost detective of his time, and Vernon Kyle, bad man of the Great Northwest, has indeed become desperate. In our last episode, we heard how Kyle and his men, in a hand-to-hand encounter, overcame Dick and Pat and took them to a secret hideout in the hills. Dick contrived to send a code message to Junior by means of a secret ring. And then as the episode ended, Kyle and his men robbed a local bank and were about to flee to Fairbanks. But not until they had put Dick and Pat out of the way. Listen. Well, I warned you, Tracy, but you wouldn't listen, huh? I told you to keep your nose out of my business. To stay out of Pittsburgh. Well, now I'm going to show you that I meant every word I said. Tracy, you haven't got much longer to live. If you've got anything to say, you better say it. I have nothing to say. Well, Patton, you've done a lot of talking in your time. Here's your last chance. Got anything to say? Nothing. Only get it over with. Impatient, huh? <laughs> You're not fooling me. You're not as cool as you pretend to be. I suppose you'd like a few tears and a plea for pity. We're ready, boys. Good. So you're not going to plead for yourself, huh? Well, it's just as well. You'd be wasting your time. Okay, boys. And be gentle with them. <laughs> okay, boys. All right, boys. Get on your horses. Dick. Yes, Pat. Well, looks like we'd better say goodbye. Yes, Pat, I'm afraid it is goodbye. I guess that message didn't get through to Junior. No, it doesn't look like it. Ready on those horses? Oh, sir, boys. Well, so long, Dick. I don't give up all hope, Pat. We may still have a chance. All right, you guys. Get going. Move that horse you're a dead man, friend. Run him up, boys. Look, it's Junior in the mountains, Junior. Junior, all right? Yes, yes, we're both all right, thanks to you. Good work, Junior. Stop those guns, Kyle, and you better drive the boys to the same. All right, boys. All right. You haven't got anything on us anyway. Just a little matter of catching you in the act of trying to hang Tracy and Patton. If I'm not mistaken, that black bag contains the money stolen from the Pitch Glen Bank last night. Kyle, perhaps you'd better change your mind about our not having anything on you. We've got you just we want you. Gee, Dick, I was afraid the Marty's wouldn't get here in time. Well, you did get here, Junior, and that's all that matters. Uh, I'm always glad to see you, Junior. But this time, well, boy, I'm positively overjoyed. Tracy, you certainly got away with it this time. I warned you a long time ago, Kyle, that the game you were playing was a losing one, but you couldn't get away with it forever. You'll have plenty of time to think things over in jail. All right, boys, take them away. We'll meet again someday, Tracy. When we do, watch out. Uh, it'll be a long time before there's a chance to meet anybody except this prison keeper. Well, Dick, now that this case is all over, I guess we'll be getting back to the stage, huh? Oh, gee, can't we stay up here for a while just to have some fun? Now that Kyle's out of the way, we can well, have I'm a I'm afraid, time. Junior, we've got to leave right away. That letter Kyle showed me, the letter from Tess, says that we're wanted urgently. We'll leave for Peel River tonight. And in a few days, we'll be back in the city. Well, Dick... You can see the lights of Newark in the distance. Yep. Another few minutes and we'll land. I'll be happy to see Tess again after all these weeks. That uh, letter of hers worries me. I wonder what's up, Dick. We'll find out when we meet Tess, Junior. There's something to do with a man named Acton Shelby, an inventor. Calling Flight 72. Calling Flight 72. Calling Flight 72. Go ahead, Flight 72. Special message for Dick Tracy aboard Flight 72. Dick, you hear that? Listen. A message received here at Newark Airport. A 
addressed to Dick Tracy. Quote, it is urgent that you come to Washington, D.C. tonight. We are in great need of your assistance. Have wired Chief Brandon and secured leave of absence for you. Do not let anything stand in your way. You must be in Washington tonight. Unquote. Signed, Wyndham Norwich. Hey, Dick, what does that mean? Must be pretty urgent that they have to get the message to us this way. Uh, that's quite true, Pat. Wyndham Norwich is one of the biggest men in the country. Chairman of the board of at least a half a dozen giant corporations. And the power to be figured with politically. Huh? Well, this calls for rather an abrupt change in plans. I'll have to take off again the moment we reach Newark. That means I haven't time to see Tess and find out what the Shelby business is all about. Have you any ideas to what Norwich might want of you, Dick? Not the slightest. Obviously, it must be something very important, or Norwich wouldn't have a message sent through to the plane. Oh, pilot. Uh, yes, Mr. Pepe. We'll be landing soon, won't we? Yes, sir. Another few minutes. Good. Will you radio the ground station to have a special plane ready for me? I'll have to take off for Washington almost the moment we land. Very good, sir. Flight 72 calling Newark. Flight 72 calling Newark. Flight 72 calling Newark. Here we are, back at Newark Airport. Yep. Come on, Pat, Junior. All right. All right. Mr. Tracy! Mr. Tracy! Yes, what is it? You received the message relayed through to you in the plane? From Norwich? Yes. No, they just came through, sir. Well, let's have it, please. Here you are, sir. Huh. That's another list, Pat. Proceed with all haste. Also, watch your step. Spies may be watching you. Sign Wyndham Norwich. Spies? What spies? What is this supposed to mean? Well, we're not going to waste time trying to guess what it means. Is that plane ready for us to take off for Washington? Warming up now, sir. Good. I want to get to a phone, please. This way, Mr. Tracy. Be back in a few moments, Pat. Right. Hello? Hello, Tess? Hello? Oh, Dick. Oh, I'm so glad to hear from you. Is everything all right, Dick? Well, I'm not sure, dear. I've I've just received an urgent message to come to Washington at once. To Washington? Yes, yes. I'm wanted by Wyndham Norwich. You know him by reputation, of course. Now, listen, Tess. Can this Shelby business wait? Well... How long are you going to be gone? Oh, I haven't any idea. A few days, perhaps weeks. As a matter of fact, I'm completely in the dark as to what this is all about. All I know is it's very important. Well, Acton Shelby is most anxious to get hold of you, Dick. He seems to be in desperate need of your advice and protection. It's something about his invention. An important invention, I gather. And someone called the Brain who's trying to rob him of it. The Brain, huh? Well, the Brain is involved. Shelby has reason to be uneasy. Where is Shelby now? Well, he left this morning for a meeting with some railroad officials in Chicago. Chief Brandon has given him a bodyguard of two policemen. Good. Well, I'm afraid the Shelby business will just have to wait, Tess. This message from Washington is very urgent. Tracy. Uh, excuse me, Tess. Yes. yes, what is it? Your plane's ready to start, sir. All right, be right there. Well, Tess, dear, I've got to go. I'll call you from Washington just as soon as I can. All right, Dick. And if anything comes up on the Shelby business, telephone me long distance. You can get me through Wyndham Norwich. All right, I'll remember. Dick, I don't know what you're going into, but promise me to be careful. Of course, Tess. Goodbye, dear. Bye. All right. I'm ready to go to the plane now. This way, sir. Dick, the more I think about it, the more stirred up I get about these messages that you've received. I've been trying to make out what they mean. What do you suppose Wyndham Norris wants with you? I don't know, Pat. But there could be no question about its importance. I'll say. First, the radio grand your plane... And then another, warning you to be careful, saying the spies may be on your trail. If that isn't the way a big case begins, I don't know the signal. Well, who could these spies be, Dick, do you know? I haven't any idea at the moment, Junior. All I can say is goodbye to that rest I've been looking forward to. Well, 
There'll be time to talk a rest, Pat. Any summons from Wyndham Norwich is bound to be important. He has no time for anything but vitally important matters. Calling Flight 43. Washington, calling Flight 43. Washington, calling Flight 43. Flight 43. Go ahead, Watson. Message for Dick Tracy. Aboard Flight 43. Quote, you are in a dangerous position, and I feel it necessary to warn you once again to exert all the caution at your command. My messages to you have been picked up by the enemy. I am afraid they may try to prevent your safe arrival here in Washington. Be on the lookout. Unquote. Signed, Wyndham Norwich. That is all. Another warning from Norwich, huh? Yep. And a man of Norwich's standing isn't scared of his shadow, you know. Gosh, Dick. Looks like we're in for... Oh, gee, what are we in for? It's all so mysterious. The enemy intercepting messages and trying to prevent our arrival. Yeah, and who is this enemy? We don't even know that. It certainly sounds as if Norwich expects plenty of trouble. Say, look. There's the Washington Airport down below there. You see the light down the runway? Yes, Junior. We'll be in in a few moments. Mr. Tracy. Yes, pilot? I'm afraid there's something wrong, sir. Something wrong? Well, then don't let the others hear you. No use worrying them. What is it, pilot? The undercarriage of the plane is stuck. I can't seem to let it down. What's that? Did I hear you say the undercarriage is stuck? Say, if something's wrong, Dick, we want to know about it, too. What were you whispering about? Well, it is the undercarriage. What are the details, pilot? I've been trying to lower it for the past five minutes. The mechanism is jammed. Well, can't you fix it? Not a chance. Looks like someone has tampered with the wires. Tampered with the wires? It'll take two good mechanics and a couple of hours' work to fix this. Huh. Well, it looks as if the enemy, whoever he is, has begun his dirty work early. Well, what well, what do we do? We've got to land, don't we? Gosh, we'll crack up. What can stop us? Uh, we've enough gas for about another half hour. We'll have to keep circling around until then. Yeah, and after that, we'll, we'll have to land whether we want to or not. Pilot, radio down to the field. Have a fire engine and an ambulance. Stand by. Right. That's all we can do, sir. Get them there and then land and take our chances. What a situation to be in. Who tampered with the airplane's undercarriage? Will our friends crash when the pilot tries to land his crippled plane? And what is the meaning of the mysterious message from Wyndham Norwich? And now you're invited to attend our Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol meeting by Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice. These specially delicious, refreshing cereals that are shot from guns to give you trigger-fast food energy. And it looks like a big day for us, all right, because here comes Tess Trueheart, president of the National Girls Division, with Junior, our patrol president, right now. The meeting will now come to order, and today we're happy to report that last week was a banner week for the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol. Thousands of the finest boys and girls in the country joined the patrol. And believe me, Dick Tracy is mighty proud of you fellas who are joining the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol. He's proud of all you girls who are joining the National Girls Division, too, and so am I. Say, let's give all the new members a special salute, shall we? Fine. Members of the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol and of the National Girls Division, we salute you. Now, Dick Tracy wants me to ask you a question. Listen, have you joined the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol or the National Girls Division yet? If not, join now, boys and girls. Show Dick Tracy that you're with him and for him. Show him that you're on your toes, that you love real adventure, and that you stand for law and order. Right. And share in all our swell secret detective activities with us. It's great fun. As soon as you join, Dick Tracy sends you your Dick Tracy secret code book, your official badge, and special patrol pledge all free. So join right now. It's easy. You just get two Quaker Puff Tweet or Quaker Puff Rice box tops, or one of each. Print your name on a plain piece of paper, write the word boy or girl at the top, put it in an envelope with your two Quaker Puff Tweet or Quaker Puff Rice box tops, and mail it to Dick Tracy, Box L, Chicago. And then you're a full-fledged member, and you also enjoy Quaker Puff Tweet and Quaker Puff Rice. 
Those specially delicious, nourishing cereals that are shot from guns to give you lots of trigger-fast food energy. So ask Mother now to get you some Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice at the grocer's right away. Calling all adventure fans. Calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by for another exciting, electrically transcribed Dick Tracy adventure tomorrow at this same time. That is all. Something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it? You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Calling all adventure fans, calling all Dick Tracy fans, stand by. Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice, those two specially delicious nourishing cereals that are shot from guns to give you trigger-fast food energy, now bring you this electrically transcribed episode of Dick Tracy's Thrilling Adventures. Dick Tracy sure is a live wire, isn't he? On his toes every second, ready for anything. That's because Dick Tracy is alert, athletic, alive. He thinks and acts like lightning. And believe me, that takes lots of trigger-fast food energy. That's why so many thousands of fast-acting, quick-thinking boys, girls, and grown-ups enjoy puffed wheat for breakfast one morning, then puffed rice the next to get a good wholesome supply of quick food energy every day. You see, Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice are shot from guns. That special Quaker process explodes each energy-rich grain of nourishing wheat and rice to eight times its normal size. All the tiny, hard-to-digest food cells are unlocked for you. It makes them specially easy to digest so that you get all their trigger-fast food energy quickly and easily in two of the tastiest, most flavorful breakfasts ever. So listen, make sure there's some Quaker puffed wheat and Quaker puffed rice in the pantry right now. And if there isn't, ask Mother to get you a package of each right away at the grocery displaying the Dick Tracy headquarters sign. Now for Dick Tracy. Returning to the city from the Yukon, Dick received an urgent message aboard his plane to change his plans and proceed immediately to Washington, D.C. En route to Washington, Dick received two radio messages to exercise great caution, for it was believed his arrival in Washington might be hindered by foreign spies. 
At just that moment, the pilot discovered that the undercarriage of the plane had been tampered with, that it was impossible to lower the landing wheels. Can they land safely? What is the meaning of the mysterious messages Tracy has received? Listen. We're about out of gas, Mr. Tracy. Yes, so I see. But it won't be long before we have to land. Yes, I know. I can see the fire engines and ambulance waiting for us down there on the field. Boy, I'm glad they've got such swell floodlights down there. Yeah, they've got good floodlighting, all right. But this is one of the most difficult fields to land out in the whole country, and no one to carry. Say, why don't you let Dick Tracy handle the controls? Tracy? Gee, if anyone can bring this plane in safely, Dick can do it. Sure. Well, Mr. Tracy has chartered this plane. I'll naturally take orders from him. Very well, pilot. Then I will take over, if you don't mind. Calling Flight 43. Calling Flight 43. Flight 43, go ahead. The field has been cleared for your landing. Emergency equipment standing by. Come in when you're ready, and good luck. Thanks. Hey, Dick, the motor. Yep. We'll use the light of our gas unit. Well, gentlemen, it's now or never. They're still up there, still circling around. Oh, this is awful. They can't stay up much longer. They'll run out of gas. But how can they land without a landing carrier? Got to try it, that's all. Oh, doctor, doctor. Just arrived, just arrived. Where's Dr. Bronson, the airport doctor? Out there on the field with emergency equipment waiting for them to come uh, in. I hope they can make it. I'm going out to join Brunson. Yes, it's now or never. I'm going to try and vow plane in and pancake to a landing. You think you can make it, Tracy? We've got to make it. Oh, those lights down there. The lights of the airport. They're coming up to meet us awfully fast. Hey, Pat, do you think we'll make it? Oh, we'll know soon enough. All right, brace yourselves now. We're going to hit. Right. Pat, hold on to me, Junior. Another minute or so and we'll know. It's coming. Brace yourselves. Yeah. Here we go. Don't go too close. Here go up in flames. There's no danger of that. But they were out of gas. Come on, we've got to get them out of there. Let me through. Let me through. They may be badly injured. Well, here we are. The door's pretty badly smashed in. Here, you guys, grab hold and pull. Yeah, Tracy. Tracy, are you all right? Yes, yes, I'm all right. What about the others? Oh, I guess Junior and I are all right, too. How about it, Junior? Yeah, I'm all right, I think. Yeah, I'm sure of it. How's the pilot? He's knocked unconscious, but I think he'll be all right. Oh, boy, talk about close calls. Much too close, Pat. Much too close. Mr. Tracy? Yes, First, I want to congratulate, sir, on your escape. Thank you. We've got to hurry. Hurry? What do you mean? I've been sent by Wyndham Norwich, sir. I'm to drive you to his headquarters at once. There's a high-powered car waiting with a police escort. Oh, fine, fine. All right, Pat. Junior, come along. Look here, you know, I still don't know what this is all about. I'm sorry, sir, but I can't help you. Wyndham Norwich is the only one who knows what this is all about. Apparently, though, there are several people who are deeply interested in the matter and also in keeping you out of it. So interested that they even tried to kill you before you got out of that plane. You mean the undercarriage? Yes. No, well, here's the car, sir. We'll pull down these shades. Gosh, everything is so mysterious. Too mysterious to suit me. A word of caution. I suggest you all slump down in your seats. Why? So as to be less of a target. Oh. It's not at all unlikely that someone may try to get Tracy before we arrive at Norwich's office. You mean someone may try to take a shot at Dick? That's exactly what he does mean, Junior. Oh, but look. Better do as he says, Pat. He knows more about this than we do. Oh, thank you. All right, Ralph, get going. Right, sir. We'll be there soon? Yes. We turn at this next corner. And then a short run of a few blocks after that. 
That'll bring us to Mr. Wyndham Narch's headquarters. Uh, this isn't what I'd call a pleasure cruise. Huddling down the seat here, what with the speed this car is traveling, I can think of a more comfortable way of riding. Well, we're almost there now, Mr. Patton. Here's where we make the turn. Ralph! What are you doing here? It's stuck! What? I can't come out of the turn! Hey! I can't get! Get! Mr. Norwich will see you now, Mr. Tracy, if you feel up to it, sir. Yes, yes, I'm all right. Just a little shaken up. It's amazing the luck you've had, sir. First that airplane landing and then this. I'm glad nothing happened to you and your friends in that car crash. This way, sir. Right. Yes? Take Tracy to see Mr. Norwich. This way. Yes, what is it? Dick Tracy to see Mr. Norwich. One moment, please. Come in, please. Dick Tracy, Mr. Norwich. Congratulations, Tracy. On what, Mr. Norwich? You actually got through. Only a man in a million could have done it. It confirms my judgment. Proves that I was right in selecting you for the job that's got to be done. Uh, sit down, Tracy. Thank you, sir. Well, I dare say you're anxious to know what this is all about. Uh, anxious is an understatement, sir. I'll come to the point at once. To begin with, let me assure you that I should never have put you through all this trouble if the matter at hand were not so very urgent, so thoroughly important. There's a terrific task ahead of you, a task that must be accomplished without delay. You are the man who's going to do it. And I wouldn't ask you if I didn't feel that in the entire United States today there was anyone better equipped for it than yourself. Well, I hope I can justify your confidence. Now, may I know what this task is? Well, first, Tracy, I must explain that in many, many, my many capacities, I've learned how necessary it is to frequently dispatch copies of secret plans and documents, commercial secrets which are vital to the progress and safety of our country. Foreign agents are as interested in America's commercial secrets as in the government's diplomatic secrets. Yes, yes, I know. We've used every device known to man, such as secret codes and invisible inks, to protect these invaluable plans and documents. But it's appalling how often such papers are intercepted by foreign agents and adventurers. Yes, yes, I know a little about that, Mr. Norwich. I have dedicated myself to developing some means of absolutely protecting our precious secrets from the prying eyes of the foreign agents. And I need your help, Mr. Tracy. Well, I'm glad you called on me, sir. I'm at your service. I've heard of certain research that you were doing in the field of scientific detection. In fact, I read certain papers written by you on the subject of a formula you were working on for a secret detection fluid. A fluid so ingenious that it would be of invaluable help in crime detection. Have you ever completed your research on that matter? I'm sorry to say I haven't, Mr. Norwich. I've recently been up in the Yukon and I've had to suspend my laboratory work. However, I believe that with just a little more time, I'll have that fluid. What's more, I believe it'll do even more than I originally believed possible. I believe the article said that it would print photographs on plain white paper and that it could be used as a secret ink that could not be developed by means of heat, X-ray, or any known chemical reaction. That's right. Such an ink would be invaluable to us, traitors. A secret ink with a new theory. One that no commercial or foreign spy would know how to develop. Is this really possible, Tracy? Yes, I'm sure it is, Mr. Norwich. I almost have it now. I feel that the final discovery lies almost within the grasp of my hand. Then nothing must postpone your completing your formula. I shall turn over to you a complete laboratory right here in Washington. You'll have everything you'd possibly need for your experiment. My own chemical experts will work with you under your direction. Incidentally... I need hardly warn you that already certain spies and agents are trying to prevent the invention of this new secret fluid. Yes. You can understand why. You really have uh, two jobs, Tracy. One, to invent this new secret fluid. The other, to protect yourself against the people who will try to prevent you. 
Yes, I've already had two examples of what they'll try to do, sir. Uh, one other thing. No one must know. Uh, that is, uh, no one but Mr. Patton and your young friend, Junior, what it is that you're working on. Patton and Junior can be trusted. No one else can. For that reason, I deem it best to call the ink uh, nothing but Q11. Q11? Uh, quite right. You are working on Q11. Whatever that may be, no one need know but ourselves. Tracy, I'm depending on you. You are the only man we can trust. The only man with the ability necessary for this job. I know you won't fail. I can only say, sir, that I'll do my best. And if I am successful, you'll have even more than you're counting on. More than a new invisible ink. More than a magic photographic developer. The fluid I'm working on can be used to detect whether or not secret documents have been opened and spied on. Which is exactly the thing you need. Splendid. Also, it can even be used for developing fingerprints. I'll tell you, sir, its uses will be limitless. If I only succeed as I hope I will. Splendid. Well... Good luck, Tracy. You must succeed. I look forward to the successful completion of Q11. Q11. That is the secret formula Dick Tracy must invent, a formula for a new secret fluid that will protect America's commercial secrets from foreign spies. Will Dick succeed in inventing this new ink? And what will be the next move of the spies who are trying to stop him? Now all you fellas and girls are specially invited to attend our Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol meeting as guests of Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice, especially delicious nourishing cereals that are shot from guns to give you lots of trigger-fast food energy. All right, Junior, we're ready. The meeting will now come to order. Say, Dick sure is facing a mighty serious situation now, isn't he? He certainly is, Junior. But Dick knows that he has the finest boys and girls in the country solidly backing him to win, and that helps a lot. I'll say it does. That's why Dick Tracy wants you to join the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol, if you haven't already. He wants you to wear the official patrol badge to show everyone that you're the same sort of fearless, alert, keen-minded person that Dick Tracy is himself. And believe me, you're mighty proud when you wear that badge. It really stands for something. So listen, join the Dick Tracy Secret Service Patrol, or the National Girls Division, right away. And join Dick Tracy, Pat, and me in all our swell secret detective activities. Dick Tracy sends you your private copy of the Dick Tracy Secret Code Book, your official patrol badge and patrol pledge, all free. And you have the time of your life. Now, here's all you do. Just tear the tops off two Quaker Puff Tweet or Quaker Puff Rice packages. Print your name and address on a plain piece of paper. Be sure to write the word boy or girl at the top. Then mail it with your two Quaker Puff Tweet or Quaker Puff Rice box tops Dick Tracy, Box L, Chicago. Show Dick Tracy you're with him and for him. Join now. And remember that Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice are the two different delicious cereals that are shot from guns to give you lots of trigger-fast food energy. You need to be keen and alert like Dick Tracy. Ask Mother now to get you some crisp, refreshing Quaker Puffed Wheat and Quaker Puffed Rice from the grocers right away. Adventure fans, calling all Dick Tracy fans. Stand by for another exciting electrically transcribed Dick Tracy adventure tomorrow at this same time. There goes Dick Tracy now. That is all. Tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media.
Boys and girls, here's Dick Tracy. Presenting Detective Inspector Dick Tracy, protector of law and order. Boys and girls, if you want to do thrilling, adventurous things like your favorite detective Dick Tracy does, just remember that detective work takes plenty of energy. Sure, most exciting things take energy. Baseball, football, swimming. It's the boys and girls with plenty of energy who win out at all those. And listen. One really fast way to get energy is just by eating delicious chocolatey Tootsie Rolls. But just one Tootsie Roll alone gives you more energy units than you use hiking a whole mile. And there's no long waiting for that energy either. Tootsie Rolls change into energy almost as fast as lightning. Now, what more Tootsie Rolls are made with good wholesome milk? And you know what a wonderful bodybuilder that is. So next time you have a nickel for candy, get the three-in-one value. Energy plus food value plus fun. Get chocolatey, long-lasting Tootsie Rolls. Get the big jumbo-sized Tootsie Roll for only a nickel. Or any time you have only a penny, get the fun-to-eat penny size. Either way, you sure get a lot for your money in a Tootsie Roll. And now, Dick Tracy. Well, Dick quit thinking about with the arch-criminal, Mrs. Johnson. She planned to loot and pillage one whole section of the city. But because Dick was on the job, her efforts ended in the arrest of all 40 of her underlings. Well, of these 40... One man's story alone differed from the others. His name was Doc Benson, a genial but notorious bank robber. His friend, the prosecutor, thought that Doc Benson might lead him to Mrs. Johnson herself. So against Dick's advice, the prosecutor released Benson, and Dick had him shadowed. But as Dick had predicted, in a matter of hours, Doc Benson had slipped out of sight. Well, if Dick only knew about it, he'd be very interested in a cheap finished apartment... The staff will be ready in a moment, Mrs. Johnson. Thank you, Doris. Shall I answer that? No, I'll get it. Wayne Holt's the only one who knows where we are. Yes? What is it? Did you send for a radio man? Oh, just a moment. At your service, madam. Well, come right in. Well, my dear... We meet again. Doc. Doc Benson. How on earth did you talk your way out of the city prison? <laughs> I didn't even try. The prosecutor himself got the bright idea of releasing me. He thought I'd blaze a trail to your charming self, my dear. You mean they're following me? Uh, not now, they're not. But why should they want to find me? They, they don't know anything about me. Oh, you're wrong, Mrs. Johnson. Uh, may I sit down? Of course, excuse me. Ah, that's better. There's a certain detective inspector named Dick Tracy whom it would be very foolish to underrate. Dick Tracy? He knows about me? That brown-eyed filly who uh, conned herself off on you is an old friend of mine. She's really one of Tracy's closest friends. The girl I took on that grant thanks your blood. Somehow she managed to tip off her friend Tracy. That's why your little party was spoiled. Oh, this Dick Tracy is the one I can thank for my troubles, is he? For some of them, Mrs. Johnson. But, uh, how do you know about that girl, Doc? I spent the night with Wayne Hall. He told me. That's how I knew where to find you, too. I see. Then if you're really sure you've taken off the police... I'm positive. 
I'm as safe here as, as you are. Perhaps even safe. Mm, that's marvelous. You and Wayne and I can take up right where we left off. Yes, almost. You uh, still have your maid, don't you, uh, Doris? Why, I missed you ask. Do you? Why, she still works for me, Doc. What about her? Uh, where is she? Is she here? Why, as it happens, uh, no. Excellent. What are you building up to? A simple announcement, my dear. Oh? I think our recent experience has shown that woman's place is in the home. Oh, uh, I see. You, you don't like the way I've handled things. Mishandled, you mean. Does Wayne feel the same way? Wayne is in love with you, Mrs. Johnson, which is another way of saying the boy's a fool. Dear me, what long songs you have. The fact remains that I'm through taking <clears throat> orders from you. You presented me right from the start, haven't you, Doc? I resent anyone who doesn't know his own limitations. I see. Will you excuse me a moment? Sit right where you are. Why, oh, Doc, put that gun away. Aren't you being ridiculous? Maybe. But after what I've just told you, I'm not letting you out of my sight. You know I detest violence. You know I don't own a, gu- own a gun. I merely wanted to turn off the water in the bathtub. I don't feel any water. My, how skeptical we are. Open that door and you will. I see. I owe you an apology, my dear. Accepted, my dear. Well, I'm willing to forego my bath, but... Uh, you mind if I put a dress on? Your negligee is most becoming, but uh, suit yourself. Thank you. I shan't be long. Mr. Johnson, I couldn't help hearing until... Turn the water off, sir. What in heaven's name are you doing with that gun? Where did you get it? It was Benny Miss's gun. I heard what Mr. Benson just told you, so I... Get it, child. Help me get dressed. A brown tailored suit, I think. Yes, ma'am. But you look out for that, Mr. Benson. He's out for himself alone. Who of us isn't? I know. You? Oh, I know you can turn me in any time you like, but you didn't turn me in when you caught me. That means you're my friend, Mrs. Johnson. Why, of course I am, darling. But we've agreed to forget all about your short-lived criminal career. Yes, ma'am. Which blouse are you wearing? Red, I think. That's Mr. Benson out there. He ain't no friend of yours. No. I didn't realize you felt so strongly about it. That man's jealous. He wants to be boss. And any time you got two bosses... You got trouble. But that gun isn't the way to settle it. The only way to outtalk a gun is with another gun. Hand me my pocketbook to him. My lips between. Say, when a man like Mr. Benson gets through, he's all through. That man wouldn't think one, two, three of leaving the law to you. Then why didn't he do it, though? How do you know he didn't? Yeah. He may have something there. You take my advice, Mrs. Johnson, and let's sneak out of the back way right now. No. We'll need a little time. Have we any adhesive to... Have we... Yeah. Well, the medicine's happened. Good. Now, give me time to get him interested. I understand, ma'am. And no, I know. No violence, right? Put that against the wall so he won't feel. Who are you talking to in there? I? No one. Oh, yeah, I have the radio on. Oh, I see. Where do you think you'll go from here, Mrs. Johnson? Hmm. Is it as bad as that, Doc? I can't even stay in the same town, is that it? Not unless you're willing to take orders instead of giving them, which I strenuously doubt. You're right. I certainly won't take orders from you. At the moment, you'll take anything I care to hand out. But the moment's past, Mr. Benson. Don't turn around. Oh. You lied, Mrs. Johnson. Doris was here. As you can tell from that gun in your wrist. Doris is bluffing. You don't own a gun. No, but Benny missed it. Remember, Benny? All too well. Put your hands up, Doctor. All the way up. Now, keep them there until I get your gun. It's in his right-hand coat pocket. 
And you make sure he hasn't got another one. Good idea, darling. Oh, but I assure you. Thanks, still you. Dolly? No, he had only this one. Take it, darling. Is that loaded? Of course it is. Where do I make sure? If it's loaded. Now, give me Benny's gun, darling. Okay. What are you going to do, Mrs. Johnson? I think you need a rest, Doc. A nice, long rest. So, when your friend Dick Tracy finds you, and also finds the gun that killed Knuckles Jordan... I see. Perhaps you're more clever than I thought. Oh, definitely. Lower your hands now and put them behind you. So, I've got your heat of tape right here. You'll be a bit uncomfortable, Doc, but only for a little while. And make it good and tight, Mrs. Johnson. If he gets himself loose too soon, you and I will never get him. Hi, Pat. Where you been? In with Dick Henry. Trying to cheer the poor guy up. Have you seen him, Dick? How was he on Mike? Well, a little rough the first time from what I gathered, but not so bad the second time. Now, that's good. After all, it was the prosecutor's own idea to release Doc Benson. Well, from what Matt told me, I wouldn't remind the prosecutor of that. Right. Now, the entry in that checkbook we saw in Mrs. Johnson's apartment was for 112. And there's sort of a loft building near where Doc Benson disappeared. Yeah, and its address is 112. Mac told me. But, of course, there's uh, a 112 on nearly every block. I know, Pat. But why should Benson disappear near one particular place? Huh? Uh, shall I get it? No, I might get Dick Tracy speaking. Don't leave your office until a telegram arrives. What? Who's this? Just a friend. Put a trick on me. Right. Now, uh, what was that about a telegram? Don't leave your office until it comes. Hello? Put a pressure on extension 35. Well, if you don't care to give me your name... How will I know it's your telegram? You'll know it all right, Inspector. Goodbye. Wait, don't hang up. Well? Well, sure, it was quick. Don't give me no alibi. It's not. It was a woman's voice. I don't think she gave him time to trace it, Dick. Probably just a crank, anyway. Why? What'd she say? Oh, something about a telegram. Me not leave the office until it came. Huh? You did? Are you sure? Yes, well, Silverman, that was good work, thanks. So? They're pretty sure that call came from a booth in a drugstore on West Lark Street. West Lark? That's where Doc Manson disappeared. Hey, maybe that thing wasn't just enough. Maybe there really is a telegram. We'll see what Dick Tracy learned from Mrs. Johnson's telegram in just a moment. But first, girls, here's Dick Tracy with a special message just for you. You know... You girls can do exciting things, too. These days, they're even hiring girl firefighters. So if you want to grow up to do adventurous work like that, just remember, you'll need plenty of energy. And the way to get it is by sleeping eight or ten hours every night, drinking lots of milk, eating healthful vegetables, and plenty of wholesome energy food. Now, you do that, and take it from me, the boys won't have a thing on you. Well, thanks, Dick Tracy. And remember, boys and girls, Tootsie Rolls are real energy foods. For one penny Tootsie Roll alone contains more energy units than you use riding your bike three whole miles. And it's fast energy, too. The minute you eat a delicious chocolatey Tootsie Roll, you can almost feel new pep in your muscles. Tootsie Rolls are made with nourishing milk, too. So tonight, right after dinner, get a fun-to-eat Tootsie Roll. Remember, a penny Tootsie Roll is still only a penny. A nickel Tootsie Roll is still only five cents. And now, back to Dick Tracy. Read that thing again, Dick. I can't believe it. It sounds too good to be true, doesn't it, Pat? You bet. The doctor and the gun that killed Jordan are waiting for you at 166 West Lark. And it's signed a friend. Doctor, 
The doctor must mean Doc Benson. Looks like you and I are going to take a look at that place. You'll hear more thrilling adventures of Detective Inspector Dick Tracy tomorrow, same time, same station. This is Don Gardner speaking. For Tootsie Rolls. Mothers, if you're tired of coaxing your child to eat vegetables and drink milk, do this. Put fun to eat Tootsie Rolls on the table as an extra dessert and see if your problem isn't solved. And this pleasant way to encourage good eating habits has a twofold advantage. For Tootsie Rolls themselves are good, healthful food made with milk and enriched with dextrose. They're a quick energy food everybody needs. You like them for mid-afternoon energy pickup, and they're fine for your husband's lunchbox. So get Tootsie Rolls for the whole family. Only five cents buys the big jumbo size. This lady comes to you from New York. This is the Blue Network. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now, Dick Tracy. Oh, are closing in, Marcus. Nothing much we can do now, Junior. Nothing but wait for the end. This is Dick Tracy, leading a search party on a hunt for Junior and Marcus and Joe in the case of the Hooting Owl. Yes, it's Dick Tracy, protector of law and order. Well, boys and girls... You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that will get you up to the front in bike races, on the baseball diamond, in all kinds of games. It's energy. You see, the faster you go, the more energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by eating delicious chocolatey Tootsie Rolls. Boy, they're cram jam full of energy. There are more energy units in one penny Tootsie Roll than you use circling the bases 36 times or when you're riding your bike three whole miles. And it's fast energy. Why, no sooner do you pop a Tootsie Roll in your mouth than you can practically feel new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Tootsie Rolls are good, wholesome food. They're made with plenty of nourishing bodybuilding milk. So next time you have a penny to spend or a nickel, well, if you have a nickel, get the big jumbo-sized Tootsie Roll. And don't forget... The long-lasting penny Tootsie Rolls give you a lot for your money, too. A penny Tootsie Roll is still only a penny. A nickel Tootsie Roll is still five cents. And now, Dick Tracy. Well, our friends are now in the great Northwest, where they've gone to solve the strange mystery of the hooting owl. In our last episode, Moccasin Joe and Junior went on a hunting trip in the mountains. Moccasin was badly hurt in a fight with a mountain lion. Then, as our last episode ended... A fierce blizzard was raging, and Junior, while trying to cut firewood, began to grow sleepy, a sign of approaching death by freezing. Well, let's join Junior and Moccasin Joe in the mountains. The storm rages. Moccasin lies on the ground in the snow. Junior stands nearby, his arm lifting wearily as he tries to cut some pine branches. Listen. You mustn't go to sleep, Junior. You hear? Got to keep awake. Sure, Marcuson. Sure. But you are falling asleep. You can see the way you're acting. Your head is nodding. Your arm as it cuts that wood, slowing down. Junior. Junior, snap out of it. Don't fall asleep. Oh. Keep awake. Going to sleep fast. You don't know it. Oh, if I could get get up from here. Got to get up. Just crawl over to it. You mustn't go to sleep. Don't, 
Don't worry about me. Be all right. Just feel a little sleepy. That's all. That's the first sign of death by freezing. Junior, you mustn't. You hear me? You mustn't. Can't, can't help it, Marcus. I feel very sleepy. Just, just gonna lie down. Lie down for a little while. No, Junior. Don't lie down in the snow. Junior. Junior. Great heavens, he, he's asleep. Sleep in the snow. Lying there, the snow covering him fast. Got to do something. Got to get to it. Maybe I can crawl. Crawl to it. Maybe. There. A little more. Just a little more. Pain. Got to reach him. Got to reach him. There. Now, if I can slap his face, slap him hard. Break him up. Junior. Come on, lad. Step out of it. Junior. Yeah. Wake up here. Boy, wake up. No. Sleepy. I'm asleep. You can't sleep. I won't let you. Wake up. Go away, Marcus. I sleep. You sleep, too. Good to sleep. Feel oh, tired. You can't. Got to keep awake. Keep awake till help comes. Blast you. Wake up. Wake up. You hear? All right, Marcus. Don't get mad. I didn't mean to make you mad. I'm not angry with you, boy. We're in a bad spot. Yes. You're right. If I start to go to sleep, you've got to keep me awake. Okay, Marcus. Okay. We'd better get that fire started now. There's enough wood to keep it going. All right. All right, I'll do it. Where? Where are the matches? Matches. You had them, Junior. I did. I took them out of my coat pocket. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. But what did I do? Where did I put them? Maybe in one of your pockets. Look, boy, look. We've got to find those matches. Let me see. No. Uh-uh. No, not this one. Marcuson. I haven't got them. You must have them, Junior. You've got to have them. Remember now. I did put them in my pocket, Marcuson. I did put them there. You must have fallen out. Fallen out. The snow has covered them by this time. We've got to find them, Junior. We've got to. Yes, Marcuson. You're right. We've got to find them. the base of the mountain. Hey, look, Tex. Marcuson's horse, Rainbow, stopped at this spot. This must be where Junior and Marcuson started in the mountains. No doubt of that, Dick. But great heavens, man, it'll be like looking for a needle in a haystack. With the added danger of getting lost ourselves. Well, we've got a chance at Tex. Oh, of course we do. Now, listen, men. We've got to cover the mountain. The best way to do it is to drive as if we were driving for deer. Driving for deer, Tex? Yes. Out here, when we have deer drives, the men line up in a row, each man about 25 yards from the other. We start through the woods in that line. Each man carries a whistle and signals every ten minutes to the others, so that the line remains as straight as possible. And that way we cover every inch of territory and have more of a chance of getting game. Oh, I see. Well, let's get started, Tex. Right. 
Well, spread out, men. Okay. Now, you've all got your whistles. You've all done this before. Well, that's all. Let's go. You stay with me, Dick. We'll drive together. All right, Dex. Come on, let's get started. Oh, it's a fierce night. Snowing so bad I can't see them more than two feet ahead. There's a good chance of getting lost in these mountains, isn't there? I'm afraid so. I've got a hand axe with me, though, and I'm going to blaze the trail. All right. How far can we go through this tangled growth? Just keep going, Dick. Keep your head down. Protect your face as much as possible from the backlash of the branches. Okay. Tex, what do you really think? What are our chances of finding Junior and Moccasin? Not too good, Dick. I'm placing my hopes on the fact that Moccasin Joe is an experienced woodsman. The first thing he'd do, I'm sure, would be to bivouac for the night and make a fire. Now, if he can sight the fire, everything will be all right. But suppose... Suppose they weren't able to make a fire. I'm not even letting myself think of that. All right, let's go on. That's the boy signaling. All right, Dick. Keep moving ahead. How we know if anybody finds something? He'll blow the usual signal. Three short, quick blasts on the whistle. I see. Well, there's plenty of hard climbing ahead of us. And what with this blizzard and all, we're going to need all the strength we've got. Every last ounce of it. Come on. Matches are gone, Marcuson. Can't find them. You sure, Junior? Covered every inch of ground. They... It's just not here. If I had a little strength, I'd make a fire Indian fashion. Rub two sticks together, but... Maybe... Maybe... Maybe I could do it. Show me how. No. Takes practice. Lots of practice. Marcuson. What are we gonna do? We're lost, boy. Lost in a blizzard. Can't make the one thing we need. Fire. That means we got very, very little chance of getting us. Marcuson. Marcuson, you're getting sleepy. Awfully sleepy, Junior. Just as you go to sleep. No, Marcuson, you can't. If you go to sleep, I'll never be able to wake you. You know that. I'll wake up. Don't worry. You just let me sleep. His eyes are closed. And he... I'll have to slap his face the way he slapped mine. Marcuson. Marcuson, wake up. Do you hear, Marcuson? Wake up. Yes. Must stay awake, Junior. Stay awake. He don't blame you for wanting to sleep. What's that? What is it, Marcuson? Wolves. Timber wolves. Wolves? Gosh, Marcuson. Where's your bow? It's right here. How many arrows have you? Let me see. One, two, three. Got three of them. Three. That's something. Smell us and they're gathering. They found us. They're circling in closer and closer. Be ready for a rush. I'm ready. I think. Junior, quick. Here comes one now. Okay. Good boy. 
You hit him. Yes. But Marcuson, I didn't kill him. Well, the wolves are closing in, and Marcuson and Junior are short of arrows. Can they hold out until Tracy and Tex find them? Now, in a moment, we'll return to the adventures of Dick Tracy. But first, boys and girls, you know, right about now, you're probably worrying about getting good marks in school. Well, now listen to this. Studying is just like anything else. It takes energy. And if you want to be sure to pass those exams, well, you'll need plenty of energy. So drink all the milk that Mom gives you, get plenty of sleep, eat lots of healthful vegetables, and plenty of nourishing energy food. And then you just take it from me, well, you just can't miss. And remember, too, boys, these turkey rolls, these turkey rolls are real energy food. You bet they are. One penny Tootsie Roll alone contains more energy units than you use in studying two whole hours. And Tootsie Energy is fast energy, too. Yes, sir, there's no long waiting for it. You can fairly feel chewy, chocolatey Tootsie Rolls change into pep almost the minute you eat them. What's more, they're made with wholesome, nourishing, bodybuilding milk. So tell Mom all about how good for you Tootsie Rolls are. Then see how fast you get your Tootsie Penny every day. Or maybe you want to get the big jumbo size for only a nickel. Either way, you sure get a lot for your money in a Tootsie Roll. And now, back to Dick Tracy. Keep a sharp eye to you. Then another of them will be looking in. Here comes another. There. Good shot, Junior. Well, I've only got one arrow left. Well, Junior and Marcuson are in a pretty serious spot. Will Dick Tracy and the searching party arrive in time? To find out what happens, gang, be sure to be with us tomorrow, same time, same station. Tune in and follow the adventures of Dick Tracy. This is Don Gardner speaking. Say, mothers, when youngsters refuse to eat vegetables, drink milk, try this easy mealtime psychology. Put chewy chocolatey Tootsie Rolls beside their plate as an extra dessert. Then notice how quickly they clean up their plates and empty their glasses. And the benefits are twofold, because Tootsie Rolls are a fine, wholesome energy food themselves, rich in dextrose and health-building milk. So get several big, jumbo-sized nickel Tootsie Rolls. Nibble them yourself to help ward off housework fatigue, or put them in your husband's lunchbox. Keep Tootsie Rolls on hand for the whole family. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!